Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hello, George. Hello, homeless man. Lions. Lions, not homeless man. Lions. How's it going? It's good. It's good. <laughs> I'm I don't afraid. know why I just decided to come out swinging on this one, but, uh, but here but, we are. But I'm afraid to admit to the listening audience what that was a reference to. <laughs> They, so they, they, they know. They know. Everybody knows. It's obvious. We we wear our hearts on our sleeves or pinned to our arms in my case. So yeah, lose our shirts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we play this week? Or weeks? These weeks? What do we play for this show? Yes. At, at Razor? Is that pronoun- it, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. I so quick immediate tangent about that. Um on the title screen, it's capital A, capital R, ActRaiser, no space. Right. On the credits screen, it's capital A, capital R, space. And I've also seen it written with a hyphen. So mm. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go by the title screen because that's like, and the, that's the same as the box art and everything. But yeah, it does, like, it does I don't, I don't it. honestly know. It could be pronounced Smith, like that old Monty Python sketch. Like, I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. So we, we played uh, Smith the game. <laughs> <laughs> this time, uh, no. I, we just we just need to agree on how to pronounce it for the the. I mean, it's 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 Actraiser. Actraiser. Okay. Yeah. We we played Actraiser. Yeah. It was it was it was a game. Is a game. It, um, and I think this is uh this this falls firmly into the camp of only one of us has nostalgia goggles for this, which is me. Correct. Right. Me. me. <laughs> it's yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is this is from I think a really good time in history and from a development company we have sadly lost so i don't know if you noticed when the game's booting up but it's this is an enix game well it's not been it's just been subsumed you know yeah but i mean when square and enix got together they became like that couple who's completely insufferable Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i love you more no enix i love you more yeah Yeah, no let's go make a bunch of terrible black leather clad games together i'm looking at you (laughs) final fantasy you suck now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah they even uh they even managed to 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 make lackluster games for full metal alchemist and i mean how do you mess that up they already had final fantasy how did they mess that up <laughs> just fair point yeah so enix is a uh you know they were kind of, i don't want to say they were like a competitor to square they were like a contemporary because they they tended to make more like action rpgs where square was famous for Final Fantasy and Dragon Warrior, like very, you know, top down turn based. And I I realized playing this game, and we'll we'll talk about this in a few different places, but there were parts where I was just like, this feels more familiar than it should. And then when <laughs> I realized I was like, oh, it's an Enix game, it's because there's like these four other Enix games that I love. So there's like similar sound effects and similar visuals and things. And like these kind of even design elements like the health bar that's consistent across several of their games. And I was like, that's, that's kind of nice. Like it, it's like a brand, you know, right? Like you yeah. reach, you reach for an, a game and you're like, Oh, it's made by Enix. I know and trust them. Um, and then they made act razor too, which is freaking terrible. <laughs> uh, well, I, I have, I've not played that one, nor I played this one. And I can say safely that 
this game is very unique to anything that I have played before. Like it's, it's, it's a, uh, I would say that this, this game is a mashup before like mashups became a thing, you know, like it, it really does take two very disparate types of games and, and mash them together. So it's a, it was, it was a unique experience. And so I'm, I'm definitely glad I got to play it. Yeah. And, and I mean, we'll go into all this, I think more in, in mechanics a little bit, but it's, I think part of what I love about the, the mashup of the action platformer and then the, the top down, like almost SimCity esque, like world builder mm -hmm. is the game makes no effort to explain to you that those two things are related and really how they're related. Like, it's just, this is the game. Sometimes you're a platformer and then other times you're a naked angel person and you just, you literally are just expected to take that at face value with no, no handholding of any kind. And that in and of itself, I kind of love, but I can't really, I, I would love to know if there's other games like act razor. Cause I've, I've never really done hardcore research. I mean, I, you know, I was like, we're going to do hardcore research right after the show, but I'll like, fight. But I nerds, yeah, nerds <laughs> with our thick Coke bottle glasses. Um, but I, I like I really never heard of or played another game quite like this, where it's like do the sim to become more powerful, then do the platforming part with your now more powerful character. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I it's certainly nothing that I played. I would love to see a game like this done with like the more powerful engines that we have now, because I feel like that, and obviously we'll get into more of this this later, but. I feel like this game was an amazing start, you know, like the, I, I feel like this game is a great proof of concept, you know, where it's like this, it shows that this can work, you know, like, like that these two things don't have to be two different worlds. Like they can, they can interplay together, you know, but I'd love to see it. But I mean, like they just did the best they could with the hardware at the time. I'd love to see like the PS4 take a swing at this, you know? Yeah. But Let, let's let's yeah let's save that for yeah. mechanics so um Visuals. It, yeah it it looks like things there are things to look at there um, are i i love this era like i love this style of this particular style of of pixel art um it's just it, i mean it's super nostalgic to me it's the the second the logo does its god-awful mode seven thing <laughs> to like zoom into the screen i was just like yeah <laughs> look at how horrible right. that is <laughs> <laughs> um I, I yeah no I, I thought that so you know we normally break it up visuals for the sake of visuals and visuals for the sake of gameplay, um, I thought that the visuals for the sake of visuals you know overall I thought that they were they were very good I mean um, you know didn't like I, I obviously with some of like the fantasy creatures like you kind of have to guess at what they are but you know I like they're fantasy creatures the one place where I'd say it was a little shaky in kind of a funny way like not in a fourth wall breaking kind of way like i wouldn't have noticed this if i wasn't taking notes but your avatar when you are mortal or whatever you know like when you're platforming right yeah. the avatar looks super good except for the face it's like a hit with a meat grinder you know like kind of doesn't have a face he's sort exactly. of exactly like yeah, he's, he's sort of like a because you so when you start a platforming stage you're a little soul i guess like goes down into a statue of you and Which then i love by the way i thought a, that was awesome yeah it's a it's a super fantasy way of doing like the Mega Man entrance because then mm -hmm. when you beat a boss you also like you hold up your sword in triumph and then your soul like leaves the statue which i kind of love because that means like anywhere somebody finds a statue of the master means like 
he just like killed some horrible monster. <laughs> it's like you build your own monuments. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, so which is really actually nice of you as a master. You know, you don't make your people build the monuments, like you build the monuments. And this is like a, and this strays a little bit into mechanics, but this is like something where I was like, oh, this is amazing because like when you like bamf down the first time and like and have the statue, I'm like, oh my god, because you'll be different statues in every level and different. No, <laughs> nope. Same statue. And that's fine. And it was like one of those things where I was like, no, you can't be mad at the game. Like, A, limits of the system in general. B, this game is already of a grand scope. And C, it's just, dude, just, just shut, shut up. Shut up. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> you, you won the $10 million lottery. No, it wasn't the $20 million lottery. Just calm it down. You, you still don't have to work for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that does actually raise a good point about, um, I, I feel like of all games from this era, we always... Uh, have to give our thumbs up or thumbs down on whether or not they abused palette swapping mm -hmm. and they hardcore abused palette swapping in this not yeah. to the point where i feel like it is disruptive to the experience but like every world or every area has its like troll type of enemy and then some of the later areas have multiple troll types of enemies <laughs> and they all like it's super telegraphing, right? So if you see like the red flying troll enemy, he is every single time going to move in the exact same way 100% of the time. Like, no question. So it does teach you a lot about the world. And I know that this is kind of the point of palette swapping is, oh, when I see that enemy, they're going to behave in this way. But, you know, if all of the troll guys were green and then I had to base how I was going to fight them on like how they moved and how they reacted to my presence, like that that would also be okay. I guess it wouldn't look as varied, but maybe just randomly dress them. And then I have to like observe their behavior. I can't just be like, oh, that's the red guy. He's going to move in a J shape. Yep. And, 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 and this is something where like, normally we'd, we'd hold to say, but I feel that we can't really talk too much about the game without kind of addressing this at the beginning, which is, I feel that to a degree, this game is kind of like the place that sells hoagies and wings, you know, where it does both, well it doesn't do either stellarly you yeah. know so like that's the thing is that like if this was it i would be a lot harsher on the palette swapping if this was a platformer and that's it you know because i'd be like what what why you know come on stop stop being lazy <laughs> but it's not like so you know yeah you go through the 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 platforming areas and yes there is some palette swapping and and that sort of stuff and then but then you you leave that area and you go to the sim simulator to, to the simulator and then you know like and that's way way different and so it doesn't stick out as badly to me just because you immediately have that staunch difference in kind that kind of like kicks it out of your head well and they are only lazy about it with like the normal boring enemies like those stupid little troll things all of the bosses are unique and beautiful. All of the areas are unique and beautiful, even because <clears throat> each um, each area has Act 1, which opens up the area, and then Act 2, which closes the area and, and allows you to kind of, like, be ready to go on. And uh, each, even Act 1 and Act 2 look completely different and, and have, you know, rich backgrounds that are appropriate to whichever area you're in. So it's like... the they did this one lazy thing for a reason I understand and in like the least impactful way possible, but it is something that like the longer we've been doing this, the second I see an enemy, that's the same enemy, but red <laughs> instead of blue. I'm just like, I'm on to you. 
Um, yes, but I and but I will say though that the um, all of the well, most uh, there there were some there was some small small amount of repeat repeatability, but all of the areas that you platform around in um, are super unique, you know, and and interesting. And so to me, that kind of like drove the idea of like exploration because when I was like, "Hey, it's time to do some more platform," I'm like, "Ooh, what's this place going to look like?" Which actually brings me nicely to one of the things I wanted to touch on, which was um, when you fight the Minotaur, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know where I'm going with this? No, but I just, like, his mechanics are so, so weird. Well, yeah, I mean, the fact that the, mechan- that, that the Minotaur is the enemy that jumps up onto the ceiling, I guess, and then falls down, like, that's that's that wasn't actually what bothered me. What bothered me is that his background is like space like, so yes <laughs> where where are you like because you go underground to fight the minotaur like he's in a pit right and then you're in space like what what happened okay i'm like all of first of all all first all of the questions right like, <laughs> like is this a space station like is there glass you know how come i'm not being sucked out excuse me blown out into space you know like thank, thank like, you for correcting that <laughs> like why 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 is the minotaur like why is this a space minotaur you know like you know so <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they did it just because like it looks cool you know but i was just kind of like okay so what did i do so far let's see well i fought a, a centaur that that's that's pretty cool and then i fought a space minotaur wait that doesn't sound right <laughs> I mean, it's okay. So, um, I so I've I've not only did I I finish on this playthrough, but I've I've finished this game. I've replayed this a lot over the course of my life. Um, mm-hmm. But and and I know you didn't get to finish it. Uh, you were sick this week, and life happened. But uh, the last boss, you also like pointlessly fight in space. But I don't think you're actually in what we would think of as space. I think it's like a magical realm because so when you the last boss is um basically the worst kind of thing you can do with the last boss where you just fight all the other bosses um yeah i i looked on youtube and saw that and i and and a little bit of me was like i i'm kind of i would have rather have been sick (laughs) right and and dealt with that but how cool to be fair and, and to you know at least try and keep it in the realm of visuals but like when you're on the little like precipice and there's like the giant statues and like, or I guess they're just kind of faces, but like it's the face of each boss. And then yeah. as you defeat that boss, like the little stone, it's either their eyes or they have like a stone in their forehead or something and it like shatters. And then yeah. it, it like goes through the six bosses that you refight. Cause you don't actually refight all of them. You just refight the, the act two boss. Um, mm-hmm. And then you fight the big bad and the big bad is in space. And right. I'm, I really didn't get the impression that you're like in like space space because it's like the swirly whooshy like if it was still it would look like you were just standing in the sky but there's like a lot of swooshy kind of effects I don't so, know I'm thinking it's like magic magic realm it's the mirror dimension Okay no hang on so what what it is is it's is it's like the astral plane you know Totally Yeah okay so your fight so basically <clears throat> these um bad guys can't actually break into our reality they're attempting to but until then they are stuck on the astral plane which their dungeon leads them to like their astral pocket dimension which is where you're fighting 
totally legit. It 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 makes sense. And and I, and I'd love this headcanon if the Minotaur and the last boss weren't the only ones with the sushi space <laughs> background. Well, I mean, you, we I, we could extrapolate from incomplete data here, like because the the wizard guy you fight who turns into the werewolf, like mm-hmm. he he he's just a servant of the evil uh, astral plane monsters, right? So yeah. he, he was part of our reality. And he yeah. he help he's helping to like bring in the evil monsters, so he doesn't have a swooshy astral plane background. Exactly, and you know the the pharaoh guy is just the pharaoh man that made a giant mechanical pharaoh face to eat you. Uh, so is the giant mechanical pharaoh face a giant mechanical pharaoh face, or is it <laughs> is it is that just what that guy looks like? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That is a face only a mother could love. <laughs> I mean, it's made um, out of gold. Like he looks fine, but I don't think that's healthy, right? I mean, I don't know. We've got we've got a, a mutual friend that's a nurse. We should ask her. Like, if your face is predominantly gold, let's let's say like ninety seven percent gold. Like how <laughs> how bad for you is that? Well, also that he's just a giant head. Yeah, that's that's also not great. So it's like that, that thing probably is some kind of robot. <laughs> I never, yeah. I never really thought about it that deeply before, but <laughs> it's the one. Okay, let me think. I think that's the only boss that doesn't in any way seem humanoid. Like, because it, it just looks like somebody cut the top off of a giant sarcophagus. What, what about crazy Ferris wheel lava monster? Demon? Like, yeah. I, no, no I you're told- you're totally right. But that one is not <laughs> that one is not attempting to be something of this earth. But that. Sorry, I just, I, I, I just love how we don't have names for any of these, so we're just coming up with like wild descriptors of them. No, no and the the problem is like, I completely undermined my own argument <laughs> by not remembering the pig head with skewers coming out of it that are on fire. Like, <laughs> no, okay, but but no, but he's. So he's but he's imprisoned in a volcano. So so that makes sense. You know, like so so he's not like kept imprisoned in the astral plane. Like he had been banished into a volcano. So that's why he doesn't get the weird sushi sushi background. Yeah. All right. Or or maybe he was like a, a weak enough demon that they were able to like so he is in our reality. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's obviously some kind of horrifying monster because if <laughs> if Pighead Skewer Flame Wheel thing is like a normal creature that would be walking around this reality, I don't know that this reality is worth saving. No, no, you, it's 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 Cronenberg world, and you just got to go to a different <laughs> non Cronenberg world. Um, but uh, so, but I think that speaks largely to the visuals. Um, it does. Which- because they're all, the, all of the bosses, even the little crappy Act One bosses, are all like beautiful and unique, and have like unique mechanics and move differently. There, there's no repetition there at all. No, um, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, there's no, there's no repetition. You know, and 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 obviously, if we can sit here, and I can throw out things like craziest Ferris, <laughs> crazy Ferris real demon monster, and you're like, oh yeah, that guy. I mean that. That speaks, I think, to to the uniqueness, and and to me that so obviously discovery is discovery is one of like the core aesthetics of this game, and so um, you know I mean the fact that every boss is unique and fun and in, well I wouldn't always say fun but no. interesting <laughs> um, you know certainly helps. Um, 
as far as visuals in service of gameplay, um, I thought that that they served the gameplay relatively well. I will say that, and you you normally have key into this a little bit better than I do, so I'm interested to hear your opinion. I think your hitbox is a little too generous in your favor, which kind of messed with me a little bit. You mean your ability to hit an enemy? No, enemies' abilities to hit you. Oh, like, like you, you feel like it's smaller than your sprite? Correct. So I, it, I have a slightly different take on, on the way the hitboxes work, so, so f- f- go ahead, finish your thought. Well, no, because there were just a number of times when, like, something came at me, and I would swing, and I really felt that I swung too late, and it did feel like it actually passed into my sprite a little bit, mm. but still, I hit it, and it did not hit me, and so... You know, this this feels like somebody being like, oh, well, you know, like my my wallet's too small for my hundreds and my diamond <laughs> shoes, you know, like, but that being my said, my home runs keep turning into grand slams. I just <laughs> I don't know how it happens. And, and, and I'm all out of syrup. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but so the, the reason why that messed with me, though, is because it, it basically makes for more sloppy platforming kind of level, you know, because like if I, you know see something come at me and i'm like oh no that thing hit me no wait it it didn't it, it just kind of makes it harder to anticipate and move around the world when your hitbox isn't clear i would much rather have it be in error this way where i think that it's larger than it is as opposed to you know like oh that didn't hit me and then the game thinks it hit you but that being said it's still it's still a little jarring to have it not line up with your expectation well because you you brace yourself for like Oh, I've been hit. How do I recover? And then the enemy, you know, poofs into their little dust ball and you're like, oh, oh, I guess I guess I hit him. Yeah. And it just creates this like weird, like I said, it's 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 just it's jarring, you know. So then you kind of feel as you're going through that it's less a function of your ability to best the bad guys and more a function of whether you randomly lucked out and it didn't wing your hitbox the right way, you know? Yeah, and, and this could be a side effect of the way animations are drawn versus how changes in the game engine are actually happening. So mm. you press the attack button, and if the end result of that attack is that the enemy should have died, they may be registering as dead before your animation is like completely uh, registered in your mind. So it's, mm. and I'm sure that that's a hard balance. Like, at what point during the sword swing is the the encounter resolved and you are the victor, or you were you didn't counter fast enough, right? So, right. The problem I have with the hitbox in this game, and and this is. I feel like every time I replay this game, I'm like, oh yeah, this is super annoying. And it's not <laughs> it's not game breaking, but it 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 does I'm super aware that it's happening, which is your your character is fairly tall. Like you're a you're, I mean, you're literally a statue. So you're like this giant, you know, knight, and you can squat down, but you're still pretty big. Like you, I wouldn't be surprised if you only get to like 60% of your height and not even less than that. Like you're, you're still a pretty big target. The reason it's annoying is because enemies don't have, it's not like high attacks, medium attacks and low attacks. Like they can actually fire projectiles in like this huge range. 
Yes. And when you, no, I agree with that. when you're standing, you swing like a samurai, like a chop down, like you were going to cut a person in half. But when you're ducking, you swing across your body, mm-hmm. which does actually narrow your hitbox, like the, um, or your, your attack box, like yeah, the um, strike box, strike box. So, yeah. So it's, it's completely like, I, there are just times where like I would duck down and a projectile would hit me right in the face because <laughs> the time that they fired last time, it was like 10 pixels higher and it would have gone over my head. But this time they fired from a different point. If it's like a flying enemy, they're like in a different point of their arc. And it's like it's frustrating because it's only the enemies have that level of like fluidity and flexibility. The The player character is incredibly rigid, incredibly yeah. rigid. Everything is very boxy, like you can change your your jump trajectory in midair, but not well. Yeah, and that and that again just kind of speaks to, and we're you know talking about the visuals. I'm sure it'll come up in gameplay as well, but like just kind of clunky platforming. And again, you know, if this game was a platformer, I'd be like, this game's insufferable and just just burn it all the ground. But it's not a platformer. I even say it's not primarily a platformer because you spend the bulk of your time not platforming. So. I, you know. I'd say the, the platforming is you probably spend like time wise, maybe about f- close to 50 50. Like it feels pretty balanced. The platforming feels like the thing I have to do to play the sim. Yeah. I, I and, 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 and we can get more into that in, in gameplay. One, one thing I did want to um, mention was, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> when I was in like the sand world, you know, um, going through, I think it's, I think it's act one, the desert, <laughs> desert. Hey, no, if I learned anything from Mario, so yeah. But when you're in, <laughs> when you're in the desert, right? Um, you know, I'm just like, okay, I'm like, ooh, I wonder, I wonder who's the boss is going to be for this one. And it was Sly Halud, you know, the sandworm of Arrakis. May his passing <laughs> cleanse the world. <laughs> And I don't know why, like immediately when I saw that, I like rattled that off and I was just kind of like, and, and, and Megan was just kind of like, what? And I was like, it's, it, it's, it's a thing from, from Dune. Don't, uh, it's fine. It's fine. That was for me. But, uh, but yeah, no. So I was just kind of like, oh, that's, that's obvious. I'm, I, and so then at that point in the game, I was like, I am on Arrakis. Like, obviously. <laughs> like, like the whole is, planet is that planet, not just that area? No, just that area is oh, Arrakis. Okay. Okay. You know, like, so So then I was just kind of like, well, obviously I need to start looking for spice, you know, but there was no spice. <laughs> there was no. <laughs> um, yeah, the, and this actually raises an important point, I think. the Because the platforming stage is where all of the action is happening, um, even though the... Uh, the sim part is real time. So like you can't, there are enemies and you do have to fight them. And that does all happen in real time. The, the action part is definitely the platforming stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. the visuals on the, the sim side are, um, incredibly boring and redundant. And like, there's very little uniqueness, but somehow like, because it's a sim, I kind of don't care. Like, I'm just like, yeah, houses look like houses and wheat fields look like wheat fields and rivers look like rivers and I, it's yeah, fine. I mean, like because they're looks like a map. Yeah, exactly. Like the 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 top down view of a sim is like representative of the world. I'm not expecting it to look detailed. Right. It wasn't yeah. until way, way later where you expected to be able to zoom in on SimCity and like 
you know, read the text message on an individual's phone who was walking down the street. Like that was way, 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 way later. So the fact that the sim is like boring and repetitive visually, I actually have zero problem with. Yeah, it didn't. I, I didn't even think about it until you said it. Although the, the one visual note I had for the the overworld map was um, I I got a kick out of the animation of people building houses <laughs> by which i mean horrifyingly transformed on the spots into houses because they it's just it's great like i said it, and this is just totally i get it i get that you know it's like oh this person built a house and raised a family with a bunch of other and then they went out and raised a bunch of little houses like whatever you know when you were but, a baby i put latent nanobots into your bloodstream turn into a house <laughs> come on you, you got it this morning but uh no so <laughs> Um, but like they basically like run out because it's like town is building and I'm like oh neat and so the first time I see it, I'm like people like run out and they like, reach up to the sky I'm like oh are they like is there like something I need to do because I you, you like you are their god or at least I was their god because I named myself God. Of course um, you did. <laughs> so so they run out and they're like yay ah and then they just like <laughs> turn into a house and I was like oh my god oh no, oh I mean, my me. <laughs> yeah so so i just like i said and you know the obviously the the visual is not itself horrifying it's just the the empty cup in which i am pouring my own horror into but well and and your your horror cup doth runneth over because <laughs> i always thought it was kind of an interesting visual that you know because each block is uh what is it like three by three Mm, I think each like little grid block and some of it has to be road. And so only so much of it can be houses, but there's depending on which area you are in, there are either large houses or Mm -hmm. crop fields. Right. And you always know when somebody's going to build a large house or a crop field, because that transformation must take like a little bit more stealing of the soul (laughs) because everybody else runs out and they, when they get to the place, they're going to build their house. They immediately get off the road and then, like, raise their hands to praise, you know, Allah and Me. turn it into a house. Like, right. <laughs> but the wheat field and the big house people, they have to worship, like, a couple of gods first because they get to their spot on the road. And then they they have a totally different walk cycle where they march slowly <laughs> out instead of doing the little, like, cartoon run that they did to get there. It's like two seconds ago, Yakety Sax was playing, and now there's like the sad music from the end of the Incredible Hulk TV show. (laughs) (laughs) And then they like transform into a wheat field or they transform into a giant house. Yeah. And like, and you know, with all, with all games like this, you know, again, the, the animation is, it is not this horrifying by any means. This is just, and, and, you know, nor do I think it like, like even looking at it now through, through, through non nostalgic eyes, like I, I don't think that it is horrifying. It's just, it's fun because it allows for you to project horror. Like for example, the bats or whatever, when they come in and they like, like swipe your dudes, you know, to make you want slash need to kill them. Right. Um, They like come down and they pull up like four, four dudes, you know, and then like fly off. Right. So it's like, no, you lost four units of people. (laughs) Four four people units. Four, Four people units. But okay, but like when it picks them up, right? The only it, it picks up one of them, right? And yes, and the, the the others are 
clinging to the top one. To, yes. They're desperately <laughs> trying to save their kinmen as like they are all being ripped from the earth. Yeah. Yeah. See that I don't feel like you're projecting a lot of horror onto that. Like that's <laughs> that's just pretty upsetting. Well, and then there's there's the uh like the they're kind of like winged um I don't know, they almost look like little dragons. The little white dragon things. Uh yes, yes, yes. And, and they just hover over a house and burn it to the ground with yes. with lightning. Yes, scorch the earth so that way and then like yeah and and when and they, and when br- they do that the little skull poof is like his yeah. little skull and it's like people died and it's like no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now I puzzled that one out. Like not only did the four people in there die but the one person died meaninglessly now to make the house. <laughs> <laughs> I like so that every residence that has like a mom, a dad, and two children is technically a residence of five, since the residence is a person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, it, it, every house is like inherently haunted. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, my final note for uh for visuals. Um, I thought that uh in the in the action stages they did a really good job uh telegraphing what is active versus inactive by by which I mean like what is scenery versus what is scenery that can kill you you know Mm, yeah um for example at one point i was jumping up uh platforms that osha would just you know be hard as concrete about you know like (laughs) the bridge that collapses is what you're talking about no that is also awful but no this was just like (laughs) it was like a stairwell but there were no stairs so Mm. you know it was just platforms which is common in platformers but i'm just picturing like yeah no osha would be come in and be like so not only is there no handrailing um (laughs) (laughs) but also there's no actual stairs in this stairwell you have to leap from one platform to another and yeah so but anyways i was doing one of those and there were these kind of gargoyle things off to the side but the gargoyle things were not the same color as the background so immediately i was like those things are going to do something to kill me yeah and and they did. But uh, but yeah, so there were a couple of places like that where like the environment could kind of turn on you. And I felt that every time I keyed into it, mostly they used color. But where I keyed into it, I was like, nope, that thing's going to try to kill me somehow. You know, so I thought they did a good job of that. Yeah. The uh, the last thing I'll say is the the one place where the visuals consistently frustrated me. And this is incredibly nitpicky, but it just there's that little part of me that's like a completionist. Like when I was a kid, I was way more of a completionist than I am now, but that 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 nostalgic completionist part of me. So when you go to uh Desert Land, what's the name of that planet? Arrakis. When you go to Arrakis and you <laughs> somebody who's never heard of these games would just be like, What the hell are these assholes talking about? <laughs> so when you when you get to Arrakis, um and you have to like bring rain to make all the sand go away so they can live there and and be fertile crescent and all like that. Eventually, if I recall correctly, all of the sand is gone and it's just Mm -hmm. green fields. When you go to the snow place, North wall, I think, which we will now just call the wall. When you go to the wall, when you go North of the wall, when you go North of the wall, (laughs) um, North wall. (laughs) I mean, it's right there in the name. It does what it says on the tin. Exactly. Yeah, so when you, when you go north of the wall um, and you, you melt all the snow, there's like these super hard edges where there's snow oh, yeah. and then like green fields and everything's fine. And this 
this is like a super dad reference because I have two small children, but in the new Tinkerbell movies, uh-huh. the world they live in is where seasons come from. Right. So, yeah. So there are hard barriers. Like you can literally like where you're standing is summer and then you walk like two feet and now you are into like winter land. <laughs> so there, there's like these super hard barriers and, I, I like when I got to North Wall and I started like melting away the snow and now there's these like mountains covered in snow and then like right up to the edge of the green <laughs> fields there's still snow it's just like oh, come on y'all like and then when you when you go to the I can't remember the name of the swampy place but there's a a place that has like all this marshland that you have to like evaporate the marsh away and you mm-hmm. there are some marsh tiles mingled in with normal tiles that for some reason you cannot evaporate away and it just drives right. me insane because it's like i can't build there i can't build a road there i i have no reason to care that that's still marsh but it's still marsh it's still marsh and i need and i need it not to be yeah so no i just i like the idea though that you know you go go north of the wall and then um you know like there are certain areas that you can like you turn into green patchy area and then other other areas that you know stay that that you can't you know and those are john's those are john's well they're they're john snow yeah no i get it <laughs> <laughs> like like dude right when you said no i was just kind of like wait just no let, let, let him let him talk about the game thing and then, <laughs> and, and then say your dumb joke <laughs> uh anyways but no i mean i i, I think i think definitely you know say but by the time i got there i I was an eskimo because i was super into it um (laughs) i feel like i feel like anytime snow or cold comes up in your life from now on you're gonna be like how can i work this joke in (laughs) especially you know like when i'm in my 50s and my grandchildren are like we never saw that show granddad (laughs) it's not funny anymore stop (laughs) stop granddad stop okay so um, I've I've been desperately waiting since the moment we chose this game to talk about the music with you. Where yes, to, yes, to, yes. To to put this into context, just so you understand um, what my life has been like for the last <laughs> two weeks, I actually multiple times had to delete messages that I was typing to you, where I was asking like if you had noticed yet. Nice. Because so, I, w- I was like, there's a really good chance that the reveal when we actually discuss it won't be like a spectacular moment. But I can't like that plant will never get to flower if if I salt the earth right now with this, right. this stupid message in Hangouts. So I have to just hope and pray to the master that when we get there, I, I am rewarded for my patience. So tell I'm, I'm me. pretty sure I'm picking up what you're laying down. Did you notice the music in this game? I did notice the music in this game. I totally did. And it, 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 and it, okay. So, yes. Yeah. Where do you no. know it from? I know it from extra history. Yes. <laughs> gets the square. No. And I will have you know that I, I would not have gotten there if not for my loving wife. Because so I, you know, I'm like playing. And so you play through the first platforming area and then you play, um, you know, like it goes to the overworld, right? And it goes do 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 do. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? And I was like, no, this is from something. What is it from? But but I, I couldn't get my mind out of video games. So I was just right. like running through 
every video game I could think of. I was like, no. And I actually, <laughs> I pulled out my phone and like used Google to be like, oh, did you try to like, what- Shazam it? Yeah, I was like, tell me what this is from. And they're like, it's from ActRacer. I'm like, son of a, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't helpful at all. And so I was like, I was like, ah, oh, no, no. And so then, luckily, because because God, me, loves me. Um, when I was when I was, uh, you know, uh, watching the very last bit of it, you know, because I, I I wasn't able to finish, you know, I'm sitting down with my computer and watching like the overworld bit, and Megan walked in and goes. Oh, that's the music from that show you like, Extra History. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I said, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So then immediately I was just kind of like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Do they know that? So then I immediately jumped over to Extra History and I, like, did the expand view. And they're like, for the intro music, go here. And I click on it. And I swear to God, it's just Act Racer YouTube. And it's just like, this is me. I was like, there it is. It's all, everything's coming up, George. It's all coming together. Yeah. Yeah, I so I actually came to it from the other direction, which is stupid because I've played this game like 20 times over the course of my life. I would actually catch myself humming that little like melody because it's it's just one of those melodies that like sticks in your head and yeah. I kind of once you've been like whistling a tune for long enough in your life, you really forget the source material. Oh yeah, and then be- because I started watching extra history, I don't know, a few years ago, like I occasionally when there's a new episode, like I would hear that music again, which would put it back on the forefront of my mind. And then one day I just was like, what the hell is this from? Like, <laughs> like I was just, I was watching an episode and I was just like, I know this music is not unique to this show because it is way too deeply ingrained in my psyche. And then I just went into the YouTube comments I didn't even think to freaking expand the description and see if they gave it attribution. Of course they did. They're good people. But like, <laughs> but like I just went in the YouTube comments and like fourth comment down on this video was like, what is that theme music? And then reply act razor. And I was like, it's act razor. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, no, I'm so glad that Megan kind of tossed that out there because it's just one of those things where it, it's, it's like when you see somebody in a movie before IMDb and you're like, where is that guy from, you know, and you just can't ever get it out of your mind. It was like that, but music, yeah. no, it, it would have driven me off the wall, but Megan picked up immediately because <laughs> yeah, but no, no, that, that was, that was actually, I, I'm, I, so I'm glad that we had this exchange, but I'm a little bummed <laughs> because that's like my big music. <laughs> I just got in all caps, extra history uses this. Yeah. Um, no, in, in my notes, I have in all caps, George, did you notice the music? Did you notice? <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, did you, so a uh, part of me wants to just like move on from music at this point because I don't think we're going to top this. But yeah, we definitely um, won't. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, uh, one of the things I, I noticed and I y- you can probably explain this better than I can, which is it feels like the sound effects were straight up ripped from Gradius. Um, which is weird because Gradius is Konami and this is a, an NX game. Yeah, I mean, there's a limit to how many sounds the Super Nintendo could produce. Um, But that being said, like different studios were known for kind of drawing from the same palette, right? Like Enix games tend to sound like Enix games and Capcom games tend to sound like Capcom games. But there's going to be some intermingling, especially if they're relying on a a neighboring part of the spectrum, like they might have some overlap. 
Um, yeah, it, I don't. Yeah, know. It, I mean, you played Gradius a lot more than I did, so I'll have to take your word for it on whether or not they had overlap. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a limited palette, so. Yeah, because like one of the things I noticed, and you know, if you if you have a chance to, because I mean, this is obviously a game you've gone back and played a number of times. So if you happen to go back and play it again, the um this so like when they're destroying like an enemy summoning circle, right? That is the same sound that it makes when your shield is taking damage in Gradius. Um, oh, the like ding ding ding. It's it's almost like a like a hammer on an anvil kind of sound. Yeah, yeah. crap, you're yeah. right. Yeah, so that <laughs> um when you uh destroy um. When you destroy a forest, um, that's the same thing as like when you're destroying like a shield on a bad guy, like that, that, that like, like that kind of sound. Hmm. Um, and then also uh, the, destroying the ba- a bad guy, like when you're when you're platforming. So like when you destroy a bad guy and he explodes, because that's a thing that happened. That's so that like kind of like exploding noise is the exact same exploding noise as bad guys in Gradius. So I'm I'm gonna wildly speculate here and say it. it's possible that even at this time in history when games were made by a much, 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 much smaller group of people, that there there may have been things that people either outsourced or that they just literally bought wholesale. So like right. I need sound effects. So I'm going to go to a company that is known for having great sound effects and I'm going to give them X amount of dollars to license a bunch of their sound effects to use in my game. Um, that, that wouldn't surprise me at all if, if that was, if that kind of thing happened, because it's like, yeah, we could hire a sound designer to make all these sounds, but we need like an explodey sound. We need like a, 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 a fighting sound, like damage is being done. Like those sounds already exist. So we'll just go out and like source them. Um, but then at the same time, like, I don't know exactly how that would work from a business perspective, because I would say that a lot of these sound effects sound exactly like soul blazer, which is an Enix game. So like maybe they were buying from a similar pool, but then once you had them, you could use them forever. It's not like modern licensing. Like you bought, you bought a tool. And then if right. somebody else also had that tool, you just both had the same tool. Yeah. And I wasn't sure. Cause like I said, I, right when I heard it, you know, I was, I was just like these, cause like you said, I played Gradius a fair amount, you know? So, uh, so, you know, those sound effects are very ingrained in my mind. So when, um, when I heard them again, I was like, these, these, these are exactly the same. Uh, so I, and so immediately what I thought was just like, it, were there like sound engines basically? Like, is this like unreal, but with sound, you know, mm. was, I, you know, I honestly, I don't, I've never heard of that. I don't think so. Because the this is more like how a really talented uh, musician can tell the difference between like, oh, that's a Fender Telecaster. Oh, that's a Fender Stratocaster. Like, I have no idea how a person could tell the difference between like two models of electric guitar. But supposedly there are people who can. Right. Because like I can tell the difference between like a violin and a cello but that's because they're different freaking instruments um but the thing is with uh like consoles of this era like the super nintendo is an instrument it had a sound card that was capable of producing you know however many sounds and the genesis had a different sound card which could produce different sounds and even though there was some overlap there were sounds you could only produce on super nintendo and there were sounds you could only produce on the genesis so if you heard one of those noises it was a pretty safe bet which system it came from so 
I don't think it's quite like visual graphics engines and physics engines of the modern day. I could be wrong. I know a guy who does some chiptune music, so I kind of want to ask him. Yeah, like I said, it was just so it was so bizarre because I, I initially I was just like, oh, these are these are obviously the same sound effects. That's fine. But then I was like, no, but these this isn't the same studio, so that's I'm, odd. I'm, but- I'm thinking like a licensing or like a purchasing deal feels more likely to me based on what I know. So like the whoever made them originally. So let's say let's say Konami made them that Enix was just like, hey, Konami, can we, here's money, give us a bunch of your sound effects, and we're just going to use them as is. Like, we're not going to use them as a base. We're just literally going to take those WAV files and shove them into our game. (laughs) Well, how about this? Um, What we'll go ahead and do is when we sign off, we'll go ahead and do some more legwork, and we'll post post the results of our research in the show notes. Yeah, there'll be be a white paper uh, up along with all the other white papers uh, for the show. Um, Absolutely. I did. Uh, so another one other musical thing we have to address, um, which unfortunately is at the complete opposite end of the spectrum from being excited to notice the extra histories music, yes. is how freaking awful is the Sky Palace music? Okay, so <laughs> all right, so so here here's here's the thing. It's not great, but and this actually strays a little bit into mechanics. I didn't notice the sky palette music palace music so much because whenever I was there, I was stooped in menus and I swear to God, (laughs) if it told me one more time how to use the menus, I was going to murder that little imp, whatever the hell he is, that, 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 that cherub. Like, I just, I was like, you know, uh, all right, man. You want to move the castle? You do move the castle this way. Hey, man. You want to use rain? Did you know that rain can do these things? I'm like, yes. (laughs) So. So to be fair, that's why I was just <laughs> well because like, like, all like, you could hear was your own heartbeat in your ears pounding. <laughs> it sounds like actually all I could hear is you know the the doom music like <laughs> playing like dun, 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 dun. like because that was the harbinger of me like rage quitting the world. But uh, no, so but yeah, I. I I vaguely all I can hear right now is extra history. That's all I can hear it, in my it's head. It's just it's just loud generic church organs. Like mm. it's just Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, it's like the stereotypical music you would expect to hear in any game when you enter a church. And it's right. just but it's so loud and it's so grating because like when you're down in an area it's like the soft like do 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 and then you're like okay now i'm gonna go fight monsters i have to go up to the sky palace to get to that menu because i have to see the cool mode seven animation where i spin down into the world and so you've just had this like delightful little jaunty tune and then you go up and it's just like organ 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 like oh God, I hate it. Like the juxtaposition makes it so much worse, but even in isolation, it's just so bad. And it's the only music in the game that I hate because the levels all have generic, but like theme appropriate music. Like, you know, kind of how to feel and they feel like they fit the aesthetic. And like, like when you're in the temple or the the pyramid, there's this kind of like slow, like there's not a lot of instruments. The melody is pretty vague. And then when you're in other areas, it's more like aggressive and exciting. And even though they're not particularly hummable to me, they're like appropriate. But when you, when you go up to the sky palace, like every time I'm just like, what is the minimum number of time I can spend here (laughs) to to not have to hear this music? 
God, it's awful. See, now, well, two things. One is that, so, that Mode 7, like, spinning into the Earth thing, yeah. right? Like, Which has a my, cool little musical cue. It does. Um, but my only real reference for that is from Contra, when you do the exact same thing, like, on the top-down worlds, yeah. right? And so... Like that was emotionally discordant for me because it was like, <laughs> let's go down to the world. And I was like, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the one other thing was uh, now just in my head because I can't. So all I can hear is the amazing extra credits music, right? Um, and I, now I I'm feel really like, bad for whoever composed this that we are giving credit for it to the people who stole it. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But um. <laughs> Oh, and, and to all of our listeners, extra credits is awesome. Go 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 check that out. They're good at what they do. So but good. um, <laughs> but now I'm just picturing in my head, you know. So you go back up to the Sky Palace, and it is the Doom music, you know, <laughs> from 2016 Doom, because that would be just like in my mind as discordant, you know, from instead of from a volume standpoint. From so it's just kind of like do 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 dun 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 dun. I'm like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. No, let's go. Let's go down to Earth. Let's uh, let's help these people. Do you need help? You know, <laughs> you'd have to go into a very different statue for that. To... <laughs> uh, anyways, but uh, yeah. Any other notes on on sound? I, honestly, it, this is one of those things where I I I always have a mix of like feeling bad and feeling good about saying like it was inoffensive. Yeah. Right. Like there are sounds and there is music and all of it when you're playing the game absolutely serves the game. Um, like when you when you swing your sword, you kind of go. You may, it's like a guttural like ha kind of like I'm swinging, I'm attacking noise, ha 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 ha. But right. it, it's got kind of like this cool like echo effect on it. Mm, and yeah, you are the only thing that makes that sound that has like an echoey effect on it, which is kind of like, oh, you, yeah, because you're like this like heavenly spirit that's inhabiting this statue. So, of course, your voice wouldn't sound normal. And yep. then like everything else that makes noise makes like a full full throated noise. Right. Like it's not echoey. Right. It, it doesn't feel distant. So like there's some little polishes that are like really good, but not not a lot that like super stands out like the explodey noise when you uh when you use like some of your magic or when you do some of like the natural disasters like it they're pleasant they're just yeah i don't know they're just like okay like yeah, b, b, b plus like you did your yeah. job and i see that that's like you know i think that the music is way more important for games that are based around immersion you know um and this is not that. This is not an immerse an immersive game, like it, at least not in those platforming stages. You know, this is like much more like like play with the mechanics, see how it goes. So yeah, no, I mean I, I'd agree. Aside from if it wasn't for the fact that a a web series that I watch regularly had the overworld music, I would have been like, yeah, it's overworld music. It's like a pan flute. It's fine. Yeah. Well, and I do um, I do wonder because um, you know we both know some musicians and musical people like. I kind of wonder what, like, if, if you went to the person who did the scoring for this and you said, like, yeah, I enjoy the music when it is literally in my ears and then I think about it never again. Like, the second yeah, I put the controller like... down, like, it's gone from my brain. <laughs> couldn't gun to my head, couldn't hum a single tune except the overworld or the, 
the sim music because it's awesome. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know if I don't know how people would feel about that. Like, do they want it to be kind of in the background and you just sort of enjoy it, or is everybody trying to write? the the song to super mario brothers that is stuck in everyone's head for the rest of time like i don't (laughs) i don't i don't know what and i'm sure it's different from composer to composer but like i don't know what the goal was in this game but the thing that they did was that the music is really good in the moment and then i forget about it forever like when i'm in the sim and i just left the pyramid i'm not thinking about the pyramid music because i'm not in the pyramid anymore and to me that is the right thing yeah, I mean, especially especially in in a game like this, you know, like I would say that, yeah, I mean, like if it has super memorable music, that would be kind of neat. But uh, yeah, it just doesn't feel like it would fit in this type of game. I can't really describe why. So I'll, I'll, I'll reflect on that. I will I will actually reflect <laughs> on that and see if I can see if I can think of something. So in later episodes, we can be like, oh, we now understand this thing. But, um, We've grown as people. I mean, the the songs, so there's two pieces of music you hear repetitiously besides the Sky Palace music. Um, so the, the <laughs> overworld music is always the same. The the extra, extra credits. And then the, the big bad boss music is always the same. So mm-hmm. you do hear those two pieces of music consistently and i like the the extra credits music so like i do walk around humming that the way i would hum like super mario brothers um and the the boss music i feel like is on the tip of my tongue like i can almost remember it but i'm not positive i could i mean it's not really the kind of music you hum it's not like melody music but but it's so it's like the parts the songs you hear repetitiously do kind of stick in my brain a little bit but i still I still don't necessarily want that. Like when I'm right. when I'm south of the wall, I don't want to be still thinking <laughs> of north of the wall music. That, that is legit. No, when you are south of the wall, you don't want to think about north of the wall. Oh God, no. Uh, um, <laughs> so for you know mechanics, gameplay, all that fun stuff. Um, the first note off the top that I have is, um, and and I will say that like overall mechanically, I found this game engaging and challenging. Here are things I didn't like about it. Um, <laughs> Thing, thing the first. Okay. Here's what so, they did wrong. <laughs> here's why it's a poopy bad thing. Um, so Yeah, you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> um, so, okay. So I like the idea that you can fly around in your God Sky Palace and like go to different areas. That's that's totally neat and cool. If there is only one place I can go in the beginning, let me only go to that place. Like, don't don't put me in a Ferrari and then say you're only allowed to drive it around the garage, you know? Because like, <laughs> I got I got hopped up in my Sky Palace and and you know they were like, oh hey check it out here's here's Fillmore man you wanna you wanna come hang out in Fillmore? I'm like, nah man, to hell with Fillmore. I'm fucking authority. I'm God, you know. So like, I like went over to Bloodpool. I was like, yeah, Bloodpool. Let's let's hang. Let's let's get to know each other. I want to know you, man. You know, like what's going on with you? It's like nah man level two i was like fine man i don't I, you're not picking up what i'm selling that's totally cool i'm gonna go north because you don't own me you know and i'm a strong independent black woman you know and so like <laughs> i go north it's like nah man level 11 i'm like is this a like i gotta i've gotta go to Fillmore, don't i like i've, I've just wasted five minutes exploring this world that i can't explore so that was, that was my first gripe was it's just like just just lock me in that area or just just start me in Fillmore and be like this is the thing and then give me my the keys to my pimp sky ferrari you well, know and 
And to kind of expand on that gripe, one of the things about this game that I find frustrating is there is so much text and so much yes. of it is repetition. Yes. <laughs> and so for you, for like first time <laughs> out of the gate, you're like, uh, because the first thing you're supposed to do is get explained that you're God, essentially. And yep. and then you immediately go to a platforming stage because it's always act one to unlock an area and then act two to finish the area. And so for your first experience to be constantly scrolling through the same text box that says, nope, nope, nobody, nope, nope, nope. Like that's not a great first user experience. And the funny thing is when you mentioned to me that this was happening to you, I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I ever tried to go anywhere else first. <laughs> and I mean, like maybe the first couple times I played, I tried that, but I was just like, I'm already hovering over an area. So I guess I'll start here. Like it didn't even occur <laughs> to me. And then for, and obviously didn't even occur to the designers. If the way they steer you back toward Fillmore is through just endless repetitive walls of text. Yeah. Where it's just like, no, nope, you can't do that. It, it, it's, Oh my God. You know what it is? It's totally when you go out with like a group of people or whomever. And it's like, hey man, where do you want to go to eat? It's like, man, I'll, you, I, I'm I'm good for anything. Where 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 do you want to go to eat? And it's like, I don't know, man. You you feeling some pizza? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, that's that's cool too. Uh, you know, like maybe maybe some uh, some Chinese. No. What what do you want to eat? No, man, you I'm, pick. I'm, no, yeah, I'm you... down for anything. I'm easy. No, you're not. <laughs> You're not. You're being a pain in my ass. I'm talking um, to you, everyone. <laughs> Do not act like you will eat anything unless literally anything I list is an acceptable thing for you to eat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, there was that. I, I mentioned the insane repetition of having to read text, you know, because it's just kind of like, you know. Like, all right, man. Let's uh, let's use some lightning. Did you know that lightning can be used to destroy shrubs and bushes? Yeah. I did. Yes. That's why I'm trying to use it exactly Sweet. like the last twenty times. <laughs> and it wasn't right the first time. I would be right the next twenty times. Yeah, no, that. Well, especially because so, like when you get to uh, Arrakis, it's like, oh, yeah. well, I guess I'm gonna have to read that rain text forty five times because there's forty five tiles I have to hydrate. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like it's like, oh my. God, <laughs> so that was that was mildly fr mildly frustrating. Um, one note that I have, and this is something that games to this day suffer for. for but so I'm not gonna. I don't fault the game for it. But um, if it is impossible for me to do an action, don't fucking put it on my UI. Okay, don't don't do it. Like if I lack the magical ability to cause an earthquake, don't. Don't put earthquake on there. There's no need for it because I was like, oh man, earthquake. I want to get in on that jazz. It's like, nah, you need like 140 spell points in order to do that. I'm like, well, I have 10. So it's going to be a little bit before I can ever do this. But, uh, you know, thanks for that. Don't, don't, don't even let me know this is a thing I can't do. Yeah, because, because you know, you, when you're going through a menu, you have to you have to look at all of the menu options. If not, then if you miss something, that's on you, yeah. you know? Or, or gray it out. Don't don't yeah. let me select it, but let me know that eventually, one day. Yeah, like ooh, yeah, like ooh. Later on, you'll get to do this super fun, sexy thing. But you know, you're not powerful enough, God yet. I'd be like, yeah, man, that's super fine. But like, just making it a thing, and then again. So I feel like this game suffers from that. That's kind of like a, a, one of the things this game suffers from is that 
they don't do a great job always guiding you. Their their guiding is allowing you to run full force into a brick wall, you know? Yeah. So the 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 limits there I mean there aren't any. They're like, go yeah. ahead and hurt yourself. Like <laughs> Yeah, just keep keep trying. Nope. 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 Try again. Nope. You know, it's <laughs> so and again, you know, like I if, if I thought the game wasn't enjoyable, I I would say it. Like I, I did enjoy it and have fun, but the the places where it falls short are not so much so that it causes, I think, an overall impact or hamstringing of the game, but they are so stark. Oh, they, no, the, know, the rough edges are rough. Yeah, no, like the, the rough edges are like knives. <laughs> it's like strapping knives to the end of your table. Well, so so there's uh, t- the menu thing. There's a lot of places the menu falls down. The repetitive text, I think, is the most <laughs> aggressive one. But the there's another place where to kind of expand on like don't put this thing in my menu if I can't do it. I would I would counter that with don't put a thing in my menu that I have to do. Just do it, and that's mm. with taking the offering. Oh yeah, because like you're flying around and they're like you know oh uh, my my master. I know this is unexpected. That's another block of text you see a yeah. billion goddamn times. But he's like, I know this is unexpected. No, it's expected now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know how I know it's expected? Because I bet from the ground they can see the sky palace. Yeah. I bet <laughs> I bet they are expecting me to continue commanding you, my angel, to continue killing monsters. Also, I literally just told them which direction to build the town in. They know I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> this like, is not like, a, unexpected. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so it's like, oh, we have this offering for you. You have to go and take it. There's a menu item to take offerings from the people. No, when they offer it to me, just put it in my inventory. And then when I want it, I will go looking for it. And I'll bet if you're particularly pedantic right now, you're thinking, but wait, you have a limited inventory size. Why? Why do I have a limited inventory size? I'm God. <laughs> no, it doesn't impact the game at all. Yeah. Like there is yeah. there is no point in the game where it's like, well, oh, am I going to go into battle with this or with that? No, the limited inventory is literally just a thing they decided. Your inventory could be freaking unlimited. I mean, like, you know, within reason, but like there's yeah. no reason for them to have built it this way. They could just... When they tell you they're offering you something, it just goes into your inventory. So this is 100% not what they intended, but <laughs> I like a little bit what happens, which is <clears throat> what this causes is like, you know, so it's like, sir, I know this was unexpected. It's like, yeah, well, it was a little expected because the only time that your happy ass sits down and smiles at me like you're pooping is <laughs> when this is happening. So <laughs> like, like I've got... Had, I've had a kid, man. I know that look. Yeah, of I was, like, was going to say that is a parent reference. If I've ever <laughs> like no, no one who doesn't hasn't raised small children would ever be like, why did he go to that analogy? Whereas anyone who's had a toddler is like, yep, I feel you. <laughs> yep. Yep. No. When all of a sudden, like they just start staring at you blankly and you're like, are you pooping? And they're like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you are. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> nobody poops but you but anyway so the the, poop, the poopy angel um you know looks at you and is like hey didn't know if you knew this but your 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 people have to give you something that you don't really care about but they're super into and so 
you then have to come down from heaven and like so i imagine they come into there my master we have something to give you and you're like what <laughs> they're like we have something for you put it on the table please you know accept this with our humble on leave you know <laughs> it makes you the shallow god that is just has no patience for the people that he or she like oversees you know well and i mean if you if you think about the story elements that are going along with these mechanics so you are you're overseeing the angel right you're directing the angel to to do things and then the angel's like hey uh they they have a, a gift for you and it's like oh okay so then you you enter into that conversation you cannot choose to enter into that conversation so you're right. dragged by your angel <laughs> to, to the temple to have this conversation. And they're like, oh, hey, we, we found a, a magic statue. It's totally yours. Like, we want you to have it. I mean, it's, it's your, your god. Like, it's, yeah. it's yours anyway. Everything's yours. We're yours. The monster's yours. Everything's yours. But this is specifically yours. And it's like, <laughs> okay, um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk outside. <laughs> <laughs> if you could leave this on the table and also be ready to worship me when I decide to come back and get it, that would be awesome. <laughs> and then you leave. And then most of the time you immediately come right back and are like, and then they drop to their knees and they're like, my master, what of our offerings do you want to pick from? And it's like, the one you just told me about. It's like <laughs> that one. Yeah, like, like you, 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 the imperial you, as in you all are so <laughs> stupid. Do you have any idea how tiny you are compared to me? Like, it, it totally. This is how gods go off the rails. Is you know, and they're just <laughs> they're trying so hard. Like they just so desperately want to make you happy by transforming into houses. And you know, like you just, no matter what they do, like they just can't seem to do it right. They're like, "Please take my flesh, turn it into a house." And you're like, "Stop being weird! You know, like, Stop making me do this." <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. So that mechanic was weird. Um, yeah. and, and the thing, the reason that I find that mechanic to be particularly frustrating is because there's another mechanic that I really like, which is that. The sim feel like you feel very separated from it. Like you're mm -hmm. directing the angel. You don't actually build stuff. You tell them which direction to build in, right. which I kind of like because it's like, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm not building your houses. I'm just telling you to build in that direction. And then I'm giving you the latent nanobots to transform into a house. But I'm not going to yeah. tell you where to build that house. Like right. you just yeah. you build northward now build eastward like that's i kind of like that separation because it it reinforces that you are the master whereas when you go into the shrine and they're talking to you that feels like oh these are the leaders of fillmore these are the leaders of bloodpool or whatever like i have a direct relationship with them i speak directly to them like right. this is not through the angel this is like they yeah. are literally praying and hearing the voice of the master and the master speaks directly to them, which which makes them feel special. And it makes those conversations where like when Teddy goes missing, how was that weird for you, by the way? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So like when Teddy goes missing and you have to like go and save, you know, Teddy or like when in in uh, in one of them, uh, is it in Bloodpool? 
in in one of the areas that one of the leaders dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like there's there's like you feel like you're building this kind of relationship with them, but that text is delivered in exactly the same way as all the annoying text. So like yeah. it 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 just takes some of the luster off, which sucks because that's like a really cool part of the game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. Um I I, I like that you but I do like what you said where you you kind of like give them semi-vague directions cuz that also feels a little bit more divine, you know, because one of the things I often have to not have to um that I often <laughs> discuss with people is that you know, there are some universes where, like, there's a... So let's take Dungeons & Dragons, for example, right? <laughs> like, um, I was talking about, uh, like, the I, the mechanic of destroy... Because there are spells that can, like, seal somebody's soul away, right? And people are like, oh, man, that, that sucks. I'm like, yeah, it's a little bit more offensive than what you're thinking of. Because in our universe, we have the idea of a soul and the idea of, like, deific people, characters, what have you, right? But and 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 there are there are people who absolutely believe that those are physical, tangible things, like like that God is a tangible entity that exists, and that's entirely fine, right? But there's no like hard proof of it, right? But but in D and D, there is absolutely like these gods exist, souls exist. This isn't up for question. Yeah. This is a fact. Yeah, the, you know? the afterlife is a thing. The pantheon is real. They have names yeah. and faces that you can all agree on. Exactly. So, you know, like, so when you say I've, you know, trapped their soul away, it's like, no, that's awful because the afterlife actually exists and you are preventing them from getting to heaven, basically, you know, that's deeply awful, you know? So I always think like in games like this, where basically you are a deific character, it's like in these people, this, this isn't, you know, like like in our world was like oh i heard a message of god it's like no i'm in a flying sky temple like i i exist but at the same point in time i do like the still like the idea of giving vague instructions because it's not like god is saying like like the like do this specific thing in these this order it's like no god's so it's more like god's will you know it's like god's will that we expand our territory into this area so on and so forth and i kind of like that that feels more divine then god god's not a micromanager you know like he's yeah. not going to come in and be like hey steve stop stop making bad stop making bad houses go make good houses and, and steve's like oh man come on well funny you should say that so there, <laughs> so there's there's two things i want to make sure get crossed off my notes list but then there's like this kind of broader um how you exist in this universe that i, I want to dig in on some more and like You've laid a really good foundation, so don't forget about that foundation. But the mechanic you just alluded to is, um, you know there's three levels of civilization, right? So there's, like, the first crappy huts, then there's, like, Mm -hmm. nicer houses, and then the nicest houses. And each area goes through that that progression. Um, Mm -hmm. You can get a higher population by destroying the lower level houses. (laughs) houses <laughs> so while you don't specifically intervene in every facet of their lives you can and are actually encouraged to do so because the population is how your level goes up you can actually be like that hut does not look nearly as good as the mansion next door <coughs> lightning bolt and <laughs> oh, oh god oh god <laughs> totally by accident yeah oh look what happened don't build another hut though <laughs> yeah um, f- funny. So this is tangentially related, but I just I love this story so much because it's just so awful and uh, <laughs> and, and is game related. Is um so Masters of Orion two. I know I've told you this before, but 
um, one of the awesome things that you can do is, uh, you know, you can terraform planets, right? Yeah. You know, and so you can make it like the, 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 so it can be the most densely populated planet that ever planeted, right? And that's what you want, right? But the thing is, toxic planets, you can't do that to, right? But what you can do is um, let an enemy come in, take over your planet, then destroy the planet so that way it forms an asteroid belt, then pull the asteroid belt together to make it into an artificial planet and then terraform that. So, like, literally, I've gone up to my enemies and been like, hey, man, that's a free planet. You want a free planet? Here's a free planet. Oh, no, well, what happened? <laughs> you know, so it's... <laughs> which, which is funny because that genocide only has to happen because they don't allow you to target planets that that aren't inhabited. <laughs> right. And and I'm sure that that was not an intentional choice <laughs> on the designer's part, but when you frame it that way, like, you're, you're a, a product person, you're writing, like, user stories, and you're like... As a user, I should, you know, as as an overlord, I should only be able to file this planet destroyer at planets that are inhabited. And it's like, wait, why? Yeah. <laughs> why like, can why? you only fire it when people will die? And it's like, I don't, because I don't know. Alderaan, we don't have time to change it. Yeah, because 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 I I still remember Alderaan. Do you? <laughs> but <laughs> um, hashtag don't forget. But uh, no. Uh, like yeah, so so anyways, but yeah, that, that that has a very similar feel to to what you're describing, where you're just kind of like, oh, hey, so uh, there's like a thunderstorm coming that I made. Um, you should you should evacuate, except for the fifth person of your four person nuclear household. Well, I mean, and and you mentioned the earthquake. This is actually the primary use of the earthquake is because level one and level two houses are leveled by the earthquake. Level three houses are not. So like one. Oh my. God, it's like a biological weapon. Yes. So once you <laughs> once you unlock, uh, once you have enough uh, SP to use the earthquake, the very first thing you do when you're on like your twentieth replay of this game is go back to Fillmore and cause an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it has one in it has one story use where you have to use it to do something in the story where it, like it connects these two land masses and then. Every other time you use the earthquake is because you don't want to burn houses down individually with lightning. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's pretty monstrous. Yeah, but, uh, it's awesome, super efficient. Because then they build better houses. I mean, and people, yeah, that, and people, learn them. and people die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, got to break a few eggs. But uh, what was the other thing? So the the other thing I want to ask you about is um the magic. So. Do you you get there's three three spells I think there's the fireball there's the shooting star and then there's like a I think it's called like the magic mirror or something I don't know it's like oh, a, yeah. a a swooshy magic ball thing um mm -hmm. to me in my mind you get the shooting star entirely too early because the minute you get it every boss fight becomes pressing yes. the magic button until the boss is dead yeah no I agree I I thought that I was just kind because I was just kind of like oh I'll use this. Oh, this is this has made fighting bosses obsolete. Yeah. So I will, in the designer's defense, I will say that this is the reason that the final boss is all the bosses, because you don't have enough magic to do that six times in a row. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, I, I, I could feel that. I mean, like, that's not amazing game design it's more of like an f you to the player but it's like you're going to fight these bosses yeah no it's it, yeah that's 
because like I have I have kind of mixed feelings about stuff like that because it's like if you create a mechanic that the player can exploit, you should expect them to exploit it. And this kind of feels like a no, man. I made nice monsters. You got to fight them. And it's like then make them fight them the first time. You know, like don't don't put this spell in the game. Like yeah. you don't. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, I mean, it, it does. Like the the sh- once you get that magic, why would you use any other magic? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just kind of platform through the level. Like there might as well not be a boss at that point. Yeah. You know, like you just platform through the level, and then you see a boss, and you're like, "Oh, well, I'm sure that's pretty interesting." Dead. Yeah. Magic, 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 and scene. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the I I had some other random notes, but we're the, the main thing I want to expand on is what you started with. Um, what's the nature of your relationship to these people? So. When you, I know you had to watch the ending. Did you follow that closely? No, uh, God, honestly, dude, there was so much text. It was a, that, like, it was a lot. Yeah, so when it was just kind of like you know, text, 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 story. I was just kind of like, what? I mean, just like like a, a, a true deific character. I was just kind of like, I can't listen to all of this stuff you people are constantly throwing at me. Okay, so so, so let let's let's lay out all the things we know. Um, you are a deity, but you're not you're not God in like the Christian sense. You're not the all-powerful one true God. It's not even you're never even called God. You're just called the master. Right. And then the I mean, I was I, I was called God. Well, yeah. But I mean the, <laughs> the angel refers to you by your name. Well, it's like in my case it says Sir Lions, and in your case it must have said Sir God, which is weird. It did. <laughs> no, because I don't want just want to be called God. I'm Mr. God. <laughs> Please, please, Mr. God is my father. Um, but yeah, so th- there, there's like, they don't set up the premise that you're all powerful or even that you're God, just that you're like, you are powerful and that people need you. And the more worshipers you have, the more powerful you become, which is why you want to build up stronger civilizations so that you can fight stronger and stronger monsters. So that's like the basic premise. And that's why people worship you because you literally came down to earth and destroyed monsters and allowed civilization to exist. Again, that's not a belief people have. They saw you do it. Right. Right. So, so there's that. And then at the end of the game, you do kind of like a, an epilogue where you like go to each area and the angel is kind of nostalgic and is like, Oh, remember when we were here and that kid almost died? Oh, (laughs) remember when we were here and these people invented music? That was cool. And like you, you go through, you go to the last place and you, you do a, like, let us listen where you look in the temple and the people are gone. And the angel has this little exposition about how, like, now that the world is peaceful, they're probably not going to worship you anymore. So how about that? And one of the lines I actually wrote it down verbatim is maybe people are happiest when they don't need help from their master. Okay. So yes, no, I love that. And, and actually that's kind of uh, that, that is supported mechanically because that's actually a note that I have is so when they first were like, you know, in the first very first town, there are these you know portals that spawn monsters, right? And so I was like, man, I'll just go ice these monsters. Who cares, right? And then you know, but it's like, no, you have to build roads out so that way the people can go deal with the monsters, right? And all of the problems that exist in this world, you personally have the power to just straight up fix, you know. 
But the game incentivizes you instead of straight up fixing it, making it so the villagers can fix it themselves, yes. you know, especially with like the monsters and things like that. It's it's basically kind of like an analog for parenting, which is kind of an analog for, you know, deities, right? right? <laughs> Um, so, uh, so no, I, I really like that, that that's kind of like the, the end where it's like, you know, Hey, maybe people are happiest when they're self-sufficient because this is what we've been teaching you mechanically the whole time. And it's not often that games are mechanically and storyboard wise in sync. And so that is, that is actually kind of an awesome master stroke. It, it's really amazing. But every time the whenever you get to play as a player, a deific character, and then the end result is kind of the dismantling of the pantheon that you are a part of, or maybe even the head of that always makes me question, like, is the lesson of this game that religion is bad or is, is the lesson of this game that like there people are only religious, like, People will because the you wake up at the beginning of the game, you wake up because the few people that are remaining worship you because they need help to fight the monsters. So is it like only miserable, like uh downtrodden and 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 oh god, what's the word? Um like oppressed groups have a need of religion? Like <laughs> so is is this like pro-religion, like people are religious? at the right times for the right reasons or is this anti-religion people are religious at the right times for their own selfish right reasons <laughs> i mean i think you could definitely read read into either one the way i prefer to look at it is from a more like personal journey which is to say like so like you are this deific character right so the idea is that you are you come across the world world you wake up what have you right you, so you you come into being right and you see a situation that is in need of fixing. And your goal isn't to fix it and make people dependent. Your goal is to fix people and make them independent. And then at the at you you spend a tremendous amount of time, effort, energy, and personal resources, sweat, blood, and tears in order to accomplish this goal. And then your reward is that you get to die. You know, well, like that you just like go away. Well, yeah, but no, but that's what I'm saying though. Is it like to me like it's it's more of like an analog for life, you know, because like we as as people and especially as like storytellers, like we like the idea of like, and then I lived on forever and immortal, you know, like whatever. It's like they no live happily ever after. <laughs> yeah, what you're going to do is and, and, and this is this is gonna get a little deep, but like it's like what you're gonna do is you're gonna you're gonna go into a situation, right? You're going to work your entire life to make it better. And then you're going to die. And then that's going to be the end of it, you know? So like, like that, but I like that as like a lesson instead of being, instead of spending your life maximizing for, you know, I shall be remembered forever, which can sometimes incentivize poor behavior. <laughs> True. Right? Um, like you're maximizing for like, no, don't be remembered forever. Just ma make this situation better. And and I think that that's like kind of a, a good message for a game to have. It's like, Hey, how about that? They don't need you anymore. So you can just, like and they're gonna forget about you and and that's okay though because you you still did good things the fact that people don't remember that you did good things the fact that you're not immortalized doesn't mean that you didn't do those good things or that those good things cease to exist or have meaning or merit yeah and i know this is very um philosophy 101 meets physics 101 but <laughs> i i've i've always maintained that the modern interpretation of 
if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? Yes, obviously. Like, and, and the reason I always, like I said, I know this is very like freshman year of college, first time in the big city kind of thing. But like (laughs) the reason I always maintain that is for exactly what you just said, just because no one was there to observe it does not mean that the far reaching effects, the ripples didn't reach the edge of the pond in an imperceptible way. So it's like, I, I like the idea that, you know, the, the great, great grandchildren of, the the leaders who worshipped you may never even know that their great great grandparents worshipped you, but they exist because you you did the things that you did, right? So like your the the ripples go out and and the world is is saved and and is allowed to be at all because I guess in each area you kind of like create the first people, which is never really explained or addressed directly. Um, <laughs> but it it yeah I, I like that idea of like. The, you know, my children now go on to lead their own lives and I'm, I'm done. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that in that, in that sense, like, you know, you could definitely read it as a pro-religion, you know, con-religion, but I, I choose to read it as pro-good deeds. So final question then, does it hold up? I mean, for me, yes, no question, just because I've played this game so many times, uh, I will play it again. Um, I think, my issue with this game, which I'm going to go ahead and just say the designers did this on purpose and it wasn't just an amazing coincidence. This game becomes tedious for me right when it ends. Like mm. when I was finishing the last area, I was just like, I'm kind of tired of this y'all. <laughs> and then it's like, Oh, Hey, you can go fight the boss. And I was like, okay, okay. And then, like okay. you can, go and fight the boss, this. but it's like, it, it gets tedious because it's like every time you have to use the lightning, you have to read the lightning text. And like every right. time they have an offering, you have to read the offering text and then you have to press the offering menu button. And like you, you can put up with that crap for a while. And then right around the time that I'm thinking to myself, if I have to read that freaking text one more time, <laughs> it's like, Oh, Hey, the last boss is here. So like for me, this game is somehow magically the exact right length. Like if it was, I think it's six areas. If it was seven areas instead of six, I don't know if I'd yeah. be able to beat it. <laughs> Cause like I, <laughs> I too many. yeah, I would, I would just, I would like toss the controller down and just be like, all right, I get it. But it, it's just <laughs> for me personally, it's like, it's like just the right length. And I think that's why I've been able to replay it so many times over the entire span of my life is because I'm like, well, I know right at the point I'm going to hate this game, I'll be done. And then I'll sit on it for another two or three years and then I'll play it again. Yeah. For me, I would say that it definitely, um, it definitely like held up. Um, I think that the game was very, very enjoyable. I had a good time playing it. I would absolutely recommend it because it is very unique in the way it's put together. Um, as far as like, I feel I, I feel like I'm just a little disappointed just because it it platforms well and it world sims well. It does neither spectacularly. So if you were looking for like a really really good sim game, like play Sim City or Sim Earth yeah, or something the, like that, this, right? This ain't that, right? And if you're looking for a really good platformer, play Mario. Don't don't play this. But if you're looking for a really interesting, unique blending of those two things. This is absolutely that. And what I would really, like I said, I'd really love to see um, is like a like a triple A release of this title. Um, 
just because I would love to see, you know, for example, like when you're God and you go around or when you're like platforming as your avatar, like to actually platform around the actual like map that you are building out, mm. you know, like, you know, so instead of being the little angel flying around killing whatever, like you actually just kill monsters, yeah. you know, um, you know, just stuff like that, like a, a closer blending of those two, two things, you know, um, well, but well, and I think if you if you modernized it in terms of like graphics and music and, and immersion, the key thing would be to not modernize it in terms of like, what of all, what have, what are all of the new things we've done in Sims? Because I would not want to play Sim City as deep as Sim City has gotten, where I have to worry about crap like plumbing, and then right. also be good at the platforming parts. Like I would still, yeah. it would be crucial to me that when I was in the Sim, I was still like the president of the company, not a middle manager. Where they're like, what direction should we build in that that way? Right. Like I wouldn't want to have to plop down individual houses like you do in SimCity. Right. No. I like I said, like I think that the main thing for me to see it evolve is just like a greater degree of nuance of how you improving the world impacts the world. But I mean, I agree completely. Like the vagueness of like go build over there, y'all go do you, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, like for example, like if you you know, you your avatar's running around and then all of a sudden you know, you just see a big minotaur coming at you and you're like, uh, call lightning, you know? <laughs> yes. You know, cause it's just like, uh, I can't do this all the time, but I, I'm still kind of like God. So lightning that, that thing, you yeah. know? Um, but so, but the question did, did it hold up? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I will continue to replay it. Like I would recommend this game to people. We should play legend of Zelda next. <laughs> the curtain falls. The music plays, the credits roll, then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself, the fanfare is gone. There's no player two, there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress, down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil, fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the end of a smile